following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. It's Reaction Monday on Main Street Sports today. Joining us on the show to talk prep sports in Robertson County, Blaine Keller. Also, Andrew the Earl Moore was in the building Saturday afternoon as the Titans fall to the Bengals. Reaction to that and an incredible NFL weekend. All that coming up. But first, here are your hosts, the Hall of Famer and Sports Writer of the Year, along with the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yao. Welcome into Reaction Monday. I am Chris Yao, joined as always by Mo Patton, and we are coming to you from the Lee Company studio and glad to be doing so here on Monday. Of course, tough weekend if you are here in the state of Tennessee, but we're going to get over it. We're going to get through it. Just keep pushing on because, well, what other options do we have other than Saturday afternoon? Um, Mo, how was your weekend? Sorry. Right. I mean, including Saturday afternoon, as it turned out, I mean, that's got to be the best four NFL playoff games in one weekend you're ever going to see. I mean, three walk-off kicks and and an overtime I, I don't i don't think i don't know that it gets much better than that obviously as we discussed last week and i'm sure we'll get into it more later we talked about kyler murray probably being the worst quarterback of the weekend well i think this weekend the worst quarterback of the weekend pretty obvious resides right here in nashville and and that's a bitter pill to swallow no question. We are definitely going to get into it as we will react to all of NFL action from the weekend. We'll talk about the Titans in a couple of segments. We'll, we'll get into some weekend college hoops. Lots to get into there. And some high school basketball action as well as the Associated Press's Top 10 released today. So we'll get into all of that in the show. And I, again, looking forward to it, Mo. I before we get to all of that and our top story for the day, why don't we give them some weekend results and today's very short schedule on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. Let's do it. The Monday Rundown is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy, providing a Christ-centered college prep education at an affordable cost. Call 931-388-5731 or visit zioneagles.org to schedule an appointment for a tour today. High school boys basketball action from the weekend. On Friday night, Lawrence County defeated Marshall County 53-44. It was Loretto defeating Lewis County 73-45. Summertown with a 77-73 win over Giles County. Wayne County edged Richland 54-53. And Independence edged Franklin 51-49. 
Summit fell at Ravenwood 57-41 as Columbia Academy going on the road getting a big win against Webb School 69-66. Summertown defeated Mount Pleasant 78-50 on Saturday. And on Friday, Zion Christian got a 68-40 win over Frank Hughes and then turned around on Saturday and defeated Covenant Christian 66-46. In girls basketball action over the weekend, Friday night, Lawrence County defeated Marshall County 69-24. Loretto defeated Lewis County 82 to 9. That's what I saw. Okay. <laughs> Summertown with an 81-28 win over Giles County. It was Wayne County 58, Richmond 22. Frank Hughes with a 51-23 win over Zion Christian. Franklin down Independence 59-32. As Summit fell at Ravenwood 59-55. And well, that's a story that Maybe we'll get in, get a chance to talk about later this week uh, in the Ravenwood girls basketball team. Columbia Academy fell on the road at Webb School 62-18. Summertown down Mount Pleasant on Saturday 75-28. And Zion Christian defeated Covenant Christian 60-13. High school wrestling action on Saturday. Summit went west and participated in the Christian Brothers duels, um, defeating Collierville, Ravenwood, and Houston. And Poole played Brentwood Academy in the semifinals before falling to the host Christian Brothers team in the championship. So congratulations to the Spartans runner-up, runners-up at the Christian Brothers duels. In junior college basketball on Saturday, Columbia State women fell to Walter State 75-50. On the men's side, the Chargers defeated the Senators 56-48. In NCAA men's action over the weekend, Middle Tennessee State Continues its dominance at home with a 74-60 win over Southern Miss. Florida down Vanderbilt 61-42. It was 24th ranked Tennessee 64 over 13th ranked LSU 50. And Tennessee State defeated Austin P 65-61. NCAA women's basketball action over the weekend. It was MTSU defeating Southern Miss 81-71. Tennessee Tech with the 57-55 win over Belmont. Austin P 72, Tennessee State 69, and number five, Tennessee goes to Athens and gets a 63-55 win over 13th-ranked Georgia. NHL action, Preds with a big win over the Red Wings. Always good to beat Detroit 4-1. NBA action, the Grizzlies 122, Nuggets 118. That was on Friday. On Sunday, the Grizzlies fell to the Mavericks 104-91. They are... What did I say it was, JP? 15 and 3 or 18 and 3 over their last 21 games? And uh, and two of those three are to the Mavericks. Correct. <laughs> That's tough. Hey, yeah. In, in NFL um, divisional playoff action over the weekend, as we mentioned, the Cincinnati Bengals come to town, get out with a 19 16 win over the Titans. It was the 49ers 13, the host Packers 10, the Rams 30. The host Buccaneers 27 and the host Chiefs with a 42-36 overtime win over the Bills. Saving the weekend for the home teams. Right. <laughs> Tonight's schedule is short and sweet. Uh, Franklin Road Christian is at Zion Christian tonight in high school basketball action and at the web at 530 doubleheader. Cleveland State travels to the Lady Chargers at 530 and the men will follow. Again, that is at Columbia State at the web. And that's going to do it for your Monday Rundown.
Speaking of schedules, Mo, our top story today comes from South Carolina and Connecticut. UConn not having a great year, especially out of conference. And I'm not sure if uh, it looks to me that South Carolina has is the one who canceled this game. But I don't think Gino Ariema is too upset as South Carolina and UConn have decided not to play their women's game uh, as scheduled. Yeah, they were scheduled to play Thursday night this week. Um, South Carolina has called off that game to wedge in a makeup with Ole Miss from a January 2nd game that had been um, postponed. Um, I assume that that game was originally postponed for, for – COVID protocol issues. And, you know, what struck me about this situation is it, it kind of hits me a lot similar to the, the UT Memphis situation that we had earlier this month. I think UConn playing in the Big East now probably needed that game against a marquee opponent like a South Carolina more than South Carolina did. And so it, this was a game that was probably a pretty easy one for South Carolina to to call off to, to make up their um, SEC matchup with Ole Miss. Uh, looks like the Huskies are 11-4 and four overall, 6-0 and oh in, in a Big East conference that isn't terribly challenging on the women's side, I don't think. Um, so instead of playing South Carolina on Thursday, UConn is now going to play DePaul on Wednesday, according to an article that's up on The Athletic. Um, that game had originally been scheduled for New Year's Eve, but was canceled due to COVID-19 issues within the Huskies program. So. Click Huskies and see where it takes you. It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> it was, it's not UConn. It takes you to Houston Baptist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway. Um, how the mighty have fallen, huh? <laughs> right. Uh, you're right. And, uh, you know, South Carolina doesn't need this game. Ole Miss now ranked. By the way, ranked yeah. Ole Miss women's team. I think that's the first time in uh, in school history. That no, Ole no, Miss, no. It's not it the not? first time in school history. It's first time in a while, but it's not the first time in school history. No, trust me. Van Chancellor would would reach up and slap you. But no, well, there, uh, they there could, was, and that may have been what I read. I was, I had saw, I see, I saw a headline earlier about it, but nonetheless, South yeah, Carolina, but, UConn, not going to play. Yeah, Ole Miss comes in at number 24 this week. Um, South Carolina still at number one, followed by Stanford, North Carolina State, and the Lady Vols. Yeah. It's exciting to see Tennessee basketball, Lady Vol basketball, getting some big, big wins. And we'll talk about that one later. But when we come back, it's High School Hoops, the AP Top Ten, and Blaine Keller of the Robertson County Connection and the Main Street Preps North Podcast joins us right after this, so stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Reaction Monday here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and & Joint. And we come to you from the Lee Company studio. Glad to have you with us. And hopefully we will... Get a chance to gain some more knowledge in this segment, Mo. Um, you know, when we kind of made this switch over, we thought, well, there are some some things that we just don't know. And positive thing is we know some folks who do know about high school sports all around the mid-state from all places north of us. Obviously, we got you covered from Loretto all the way to Independence, but I really don't have much of an idea what's going on, especially north of Metro. But uh, Blaine Keller is going to join us later in this segment, and that's uh, that's exciting. So there's Blaine, and we'll get to him here momentarily. But before we do that, Mo, uh, one of his teams, matter of fact, coming in at uh, – Number three in the Class 3A poll, Greenbrier, 17-1. and one. We'll talk about them later. But topping out, continuing their unbeaten streak in Class 4A in the AP poll, Beach, still not unanimous number one, though, as Bartlett gets a vote. You go figure. Uh, there's, there's a lot. You know, I, I kind of addressed this last week, and I figured that there would be a remedy that would come about this week, but you know, Columbia sitting here at 16 and two Columbia central is um, independence, 18 and four. They play Wednesday night, by the way, in a big district 12, four, a ball game, both of them undefeated in district play um, central at two and O independence at three and O 
but you know, not, I, I don't necessarily mind that they're not in the top ten, but they're not getting votes. I mean, they're not getting at least twelve votes. They're not getting at least nine votes because Henry County came in at ten with nine votes. So I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you and I talked about this last week, and it's it's like they've they've done nothing but prove to you that they did belong, and they've gotten fewer votes each, each week, week out. And yeah. now that now fourteen people voted in this week's poll. And we went from 13 to 12. Now we're up to 14. So uh, who knows, man? Who knows? But um, other... Congrats, though, to yeah. number seven, Summertown, in in 2A. East Nashville, Fairview, 1-2. Um, Summertown, 7, Pearl Cone, 9 in 2A. And Santa Fe... Moves up from six to five this week in one A. So that's then on the boys' side. Right. And then did you say CA? I did not say CA, but CA they moved down, but they, they they lost to a really good USN team and then they defeated a really good web team in Bell Buckle and dropped two spots. Yeah, but in USN not getting votes, ironically. So, who knows? On the girls' side, obviously Paige, number one. Uh, they are unanimous. Loretto, also unanimous, number one in Class 2A. Summertown coming in at fifth. And other teams of note. Um, Huntland, who routinely plays several of our teams over here, comes at number five, and then Wayne County, who is in the District 10A, right? Correct. So, Also, East Nashville, East Nashville girls number six in 2A, and Stewart County, which I imagine is part of the Main Street North contingent, coming in at number 10 in 2A, so... There you go. So uh, the the class or the Associated Press top ten polls are out, and you'll be able to find them, if not now, soon on MainStreetPreps.com. Uh, and speaking of Main Street Preps, we want to get to our Main Street North. Blaine Keller joins us now at Sports underscore BK on Twitter, and Blaine, thanks for taking some time with us. We are. Excited to learn about these Greenbrier Bobcats. Yeah, you know, thank you guys for having me on here first off. And, you know, I think probably if anybody wanted to talk about Robertson County basketball right now, it's Greenbrier. You know, 17-1, and one, as you guys mentioned. Third in the Class 3A poll with one first-place vote, a 15-game winning streak, and a really big district match against Creekwood tomorrow. Sounds pretty exciting. Um, what is the key to this team? What is the key to this program? Because I'm not familiar with Greenbrier being in this position on the hardwood in in my memory. So Yeah, you, you know, Kenton Coleman, their, their coach, is now in his fifth year, and, and the most wins that he's had in this season was in his first year as coach. That was 17. I've already matched that to this point. Uh, you know, it's 17-1. and one. 
this team can do a lot. You know, they've got some nice shooters on the outside. Braden Rector can really light it up. Jace Mangrum's gone for 30 at one point in the game. Bryson Merrill's one of their big men, but he can hit from you know beyond the three-point line. But they also hit it from inside as well. It, it feels like every time I'm watching this team, there's something different I notice. One time it's the defense. You know, during this winning streak, they've held countless opponents under 50, under 40, sometimes under 30. Another time it's points in the paint. On Friday, their final 31 points against Montgomery Central were in the paint. I don't know if I've ever seen that in a high school basketball game before. And then, you know, the guys that I mentioned, Braden Rector, Bryson Merrill, Derek Taylor, who's a three-star football guy, you know, all of the depth as well. I mean, like I said, it feels like it's something different every time I watch them. 17-1 and one are the Bobcats. Their only loss coming um, back around Thanksgiving, a 69-65 loss to visiting Springfield and a loss that they avenged on December 10th at Springfield with a 57-47 win over the Yellow Jackets. Um, also in that 17-1 run is a 65-44 win over an East Robertson team that features Ole Miss football signee Taylor Groves, who some of our Murray County listeners are familiar with because he came down here and hung about 39 on Santa Fe uh, about a month or so ago, I think. So pretty impressive um, roster of victories for this Bobcat team. You know, as, Blaine, when I when I look at just the most recent game, let's, let's take, for example, this Montgomery Central game. And like you said, it's something different every night. You know, you've got guys scoring 16, 14, 8, 8, 7, 7. It just feels like there's not one person that you can really, you know, kind of try to slow down this this team really feels like it's balanced like you said they can go inside they can play outside it it just it really seems like this is a team that is built for long-term success not just for a short time uh in the regular season yeah and you know coleman you know their coach keeps continuing to preach you know we're we're playing for the postseason and i I think any coach at this point is going to say that but when you have depth like that it really boils down to you know, you mentioned East Robertson with Taylor Groves. Some some guys could say, you know, some teams could say, let's limit Taylor Groves and let them beat us. But you can't really say that with Greenbrier. You can't say, let's let, you know, not let Nolan Carson score. Let's not let Bryson Merrill score or Braden Rector score because someone else is going to step up. And I think Friday's box score, as you mentioned, you know, kind of kind of reflects that. Yeah, I, I want to continue. I want to talk uh, a little bit about, Taylor Groves, you know, this is a, and I guess the last time, when's the last time you saw them against Joe Burns? Joe Burns not an easy place to play, by the way, and they're they're coming off a really successful season last year. What, you know, what can you can we expect maybe long term or postseason wise out of East Robertson? Are are they a team that can that can make some noise? Should some of our teams down here take notice because we have some really good ones? You know, and I was talking to Coach Coleman about that on Friday. I was talking about his record a little bit. And as a 3A school, he has the expectation that East Robertson has a roster good enough to return to the state tournament. Uh, Let's not forget, you know, back in 2020 when Taylor was a sophomore, I believe, just before the state tournament, you know, canceled because of COVID, East Robertson reached it at that point. Uh, It's a different team this year, and it's kind of, as you guys saw against Santa Fe, you know, let – let Taylor score the ball and, you know, find any way to give Taylor the ball. 
but I, I feel like they've got the size that they could really match up with some guys in the region. And just uh, we've got some time left, and, and I want to I want to talk about basketball. But since we're on the, the subject of East Robertson, uh, are they still looking for a head coach? Yes, football it coach. Is, it's my understanding that Sorry. they are still looking for a coach. Um, you know, I, I think from from what I've heard, the the resignation of Coach Pond uh, kind of caught some people by surprise. But um, you know, he's he's on to the next big thing, and um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if he's even finishing the year at East Robertson. To be honest with you, he might actually just be going on to the next position. Okay, Blaine. Um, shifting gears just a second on the girls' side, and again, um, we've got a couple of teams down here, Loretto and Summertown, that are first and fifth, respectively, in the Class Two A poll. I'm not sure how much you do with either Westmoreland or with Stewart County, but Westmoreland coming in at number seven this week, Stewart County at number ten, and I would think that those are um, some folks that Loretto and Summertown might see at some point in postseason play. What can you tell us about those two? Yeah, with Westmoreland, you know, their girls team has been, and I'm sure Zach Womble, you know, in Sumner County can tell you all about it. Elena Eagle has been the girl for them for the past couple of years. You know, she's she's athletic. She can get inside and outside and scoring. And, you know, on that other side with, with Stewart County, the Bramlett twins are, are a sight to see uh, with Stewart County. I remember watching them a lot last year and, they can make a lot of noise, especially when region tournaments roll around. You know, one of them is a go, a go getter. You know, a go bucket scorer, but the other one's a defender. And you know, with, with twins, you kind of notice that if you ever watch twins play basketball, one of them's a really great scorer, and the other one's a really good defender because they've watched the other one score on them so many times. So, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's Carly Bramlett that was a two-time, maybe three-time district defender of the year. And then Caitlin Bramlett was a top scorer in their district last year, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, they're, they're well coached. The, the Bramlett twins get it done. And they lost a couple pieces from last year, but I, I, I'm not surprised to see them in the AP poll. Uh, neither. I, they, I think they came down, Westmoreland came down here last year and, be, and played in the Summit uh, Christmas Classic Mo, and I think, I think they played this year as well. I'm not. Yeah, I very good basketball team. A, I think they've beaten Summit a couple of times this year, so um, they certainly don't mind playing up. <laughs> there you go. Hey, before we get let you get out of here, Blaine, I want to mention because some folks in in our listening area, our former listening area south of here in Giles County, would care. Uh, do want to mention a Darian Hudson. A thousand career points for the UT Southern Firehawks over the weekend. Yeah, you know, Darian was a. I remember, and this is going to show my age a little bit. I was a senior whenever Darian was still a junior at Springfield High School. Uh, that's where I graduated from. So, gotcha. So you know all about Darian uh, Hudson. My favorite thing about Darian at that point was that every time you would walk in before school started. He was getting shots up. It didn't matter if they had played a game the night before or if they were just coming back from a long road trip or something. He's still up there before you know classes start, still getting the shots up. And um, you know, it was interesting. His nickname is Dew. I don't know. If you, it's a weird nickname, but we would call Springfield the Dew Center 
just because of, you know, how talented this guy was. And Coach Rochester at Springfield said, you know, the first open gym he had with him, he had never seen a guy move that fast with the basketball. And it's kind of shown to Martha, Martin Methodist and now UT Southern. He had a big outing against Austin P at the beginning of the year in a scrimmage. But, um, yeah, it's really, really showing in his third year uh, with the Firehawks. That's awesome. Congratulations to him for reaching that 1,000th career point plateau for the Firehawks. And thank you, Blaine, for hanging out with us. Tell folks where they can find you on Twitter and in the podcast. Yeah, uh, sports underscore BK for uh, Twitter. And then Brady McTimney and I run the MSP North podcast. Should be pretty fun episode next week. All right. That is Blaine Keller of the Robertson County Connection. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you down the road. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You got it. All right. When we come back, we're going to keep talking hoops, but it's going to move on up to the college ranks. So let's talk about Tennessee. Let's talk about Auburn. Let's talk about some lady balls. Uh, you see me repping my, my, my ball stuff today because, well, <laughs> it's about the only thing I can rep after this weekend. <laughs> I wore my Pred stuff already. Uh, we'll be back on Main Street Sports today right after this. Y'all stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, coming to you from the Lee Company studio. Mo, it's it was a good weekend outside of the Tennessee Titans. I mean, seriously, I'm sure the Grizzlies went 1-1, one one, but the Preds get a big win over Detroit, which is always big. I mean, it, anybody who's been a Preds fan for longer than since before 2017 – knows that beating Detroit is Detroit and Chicago are the two biggest wins you can have as a predator. So hey, yeah, in, in terms of regular season victories, those are those are always huge. But it, it's kind of a, you know, other than that, Ms. Lincoln, how was the show type thing, you know? Um <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, um but yeah, those I mean that's a big win. Obviously Tennessee's bounce back win over LSU after what happened down in Baton Rouge a couple of weeks ago is huge and and again the the number five lady vols now at number four with that um with that win down at georgia and it, it was it was a good weekend like you said other than the the biggest event of the weekend so no question let's talk about that college basketball weekend because okay hmm? i'm going to tie this back into tennessee here and and JP is going to be really excited that I do that because Auburn defeats Kentucky, right? They camp out the night before. They've got what they called it Pearlville, and Bruce came out and he was like, no, that's Jungle Town or something or another. I don't know because that's what they called the Auburn Arena is the jungle. So, mm-hmm. and someone, some one of my friends was like, oh, no, Jungle Town is a small town in, in the county of Pearlville. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, oh, Lord. <laughs> Whatever well, y'all say. Did Bruce bring pizzas out like like Shashevsky used to do at Shashevskyville? Or I don't know if if Bruce brought pizzas, but um, I I think guys Bruce actually went to a local establishment the night before where there were a lot of students and bought pizza for the house. Gotcha. I I know that I, I did see Harson had walk you know was walking through and giving out high fives and all that stuff. I saw that. Uh, I did see a a remnant tweet when the students left. There was trash quite strode everywhere, and someone said, what more could you expect from a school that throws toilet paper into trees and leaves it? <laughs> thought, well, there's that. Doesn't matter. Auburn gets the win now. Tata goes out with an ankle injury and you can make all the excuses you want, but it doesn't matter. Auburn beat Kentucky and the Tigers are now the number one team in the country. So what did Bruce Pearl tell his team today? Well, the last time I had a number one team, I went to Vanderbilt and got my butt kicked. So don't be getting too excited. You got to earn it each and every day. They don't play Vandy this week, do they? <laughs> they do not play Fairfield this week, but he, you know you can rest assured that that Bruce Pearl was letting his team know that getting the getting the ranking isn't the big deal. Keeping the ranking is the most important part. Uh, so that's kind of a you know kind of a big deal for Auburn. I think it's the first time they've ever been ranked number one in oh, I'm sure. AP poll and. They are followed by Gonzaga. Arizona got a first-place vote, by the way. Tennessee moves up to 18th. LSU down to 19th, which is, well, fitting, I guess. Um, 
collectively, if you take the two scores between the the, the LSU Tennessee games, if you take the two, Tennessee won by two points. So they're one, <laughs> so they're one spot ahead of them in the AP poll, right? One spot ahead makes sense to yeah. me. I, so there you go. Uh, other teams of note in the poll: uh, Houston is up to seventh. Alabama, who beat Gonzaga and Houston, both top ten teams out of the Shrine. They turned in their ring and attack. <laughs> also. And their fans, I guess, right? I guess so. Number 22, Marquette. Number 18, Tennessee. You know what those two teams have in common, Mo? Both coached by former Texas coaches. Guess where Texas is? Not in the top oh. 25. <laughs> so. Well, that that has its good points and its bad points because I do believe the SEC Big 12 um, – challenge is this weekend and i do believe tennessee goes to austin in that so i'm not sure if it's this weekend because i just i haven't looked but they do play texas whenever it is (laughs) and and that's that's gonna be a yeah i I mean you you could definitely point to that and say that's that's certainly some motivation for for the longhorns truth be told i'm not sure that's going to matter too much. Um, maybe it will. We should probably talk about that Big 12 SEC challenge a little bit later this week. Maybe we can get Drew on to talk about it or something. Um, Baylor is, comes to Alabama. It's, it's Saturday the 29th? It is. Then it's Saturday. Cool. Uh, number four, Baylor comes to, comes to Tuscaloosa. And, well, I guess if you're a top-10 team playing Alabama – Watch out. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's about the only teams they're beating these days, apparently. They did they did get a win over over Missouri over the weekend. But anyway. Did they it, win that game? Because Missouri was up like 13 at one point. They did, in fact. Alabama came back and, and won the game. Um, but, you know, the the ability of Tennessee to shake off that loss down in, in LSU, come back, you know, get a win at home. Kennedy Chandler looking like he's the best player in the country, you know, coming out of high school and just a really, really big night for Tennessee. They got, I think it was, was it 11 nothing before LSU finally scored? I don't know. I was busy watching something else. Well, I started. At halftime of the of the Titans game, I flipped over and I'm pretty sure it was eleven nothing before LSU scored. So, you know, it just goes to show that this Tennessee team, when they are when they play to their potential, they're very difficult to beat, especially at home. Uh, held LSU to 39 percent from the floor, 21 percent from three point range, while shooting 35 percent from three point range. Uh, Out rebounded LSU. No, turnovers were equal at 14. You don't want to turn the ball over 14 times, but you'll take 14 forced turnovers. I'm just interested in the lineup that has kind of evolved for Tennessee, particularly Chandler, Ziegler, and um, Santi, because I'm not trying to pronounce his last name because I don't know what's right. Apparently it's Vescovy. I don't know. I, if I know, but yeah, I, th- this is a this is a a very unique and balanced 
lineup because, you know, uh, Euros played 28 minutes and Kennedy Chandler played 32, but Ziegler played 17, Fulkerson with 14. Uh, Jordan Josiah James, 24 minutes. Of course, he didn't have a great game. Uh, he was He's not had a whole lot of great games. He really hasn't offensively, but defensively, he does give you he gives you something extra mm-hmm. and uh, does a really good job on the boards from his guard position. So I give him some credit there. But this is, I mean, this is big. And I hate that we don't have enough time. I, I guess I just missed, I mistook the, uh, the break time. But Tennessee Lady Vols looking like the Vol- Lady Vols of old going to Georgia and getting a big win over the Lady Dogs. First time they've been 18 and one since 08. Since the last national championship season, right? Since 07, 08. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's the thing, man. This team, I think they showed a graphic where the the comparisons between those two teams were almost identical at this point. So, again, Lady Vols making their way back and – Big wins, big win over Georgia over the weekend. Hoping that continues. It's halftime. Let's take a break, and I'll tell you what's going on in the in, in my world. We'll hear what's going on in yours, Mo and JP, right after this. So stick around. <laughs> 